And welcome. Welcome. Hello. I'm Ian. And I'm Jay. And, and this is Histor- <laughs> Historical Mysterious. Yeah, thank you. Yes, it is another episode of Historical Mysterious. As difficult as it was We're to gonna get out. We're going to that down. Uh, yeah, we haven't written it down yet, people. All right. Well, uh, welcome. Welcome, welcome to, to another show. episode. Thank you for listening, as always. Uh, okay. Well, Jay, how, how was your week? It was good. It was uh, a lot... I mean, it was a lot less stressful than last week, which was, like, the whole car insurance and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So, this week was super easy going. I just have to... I don't know. It's just... Work has been crazy terrible with, like... Long... But yeah. hour shifts. Yeah, but good money, though. Good money. So, I'm I'm not... Good money, no energy. Complete. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any energy ever. I feel like I'm a... Like, old person. It's I know. terrible. Hey, you know what? I feel like I'm leaving. You know what? You're 22. I'm 27. <laughs> Let me tell you something. How is the... I'm... It, it it gets worse it doesn't it doesn't get better it just continues on it's a slow progression into rot oh good and you're already feeling i feel that i mean i'm over 21 i've already started the shrinking process i mean so everything's shrinking uh, yeah well not everything <laughs> you, already oh, said God. Yes. you already said yes it's fine yeah. moving on thanks <laughs> how was your week uh, my week was good, actually. Okay, so I have a little bit of a confession to make. I feel kind of guilty and kind of like an unprofessional as a podcaster because last episode, although you couldn't tell, and I'm sure our audiences maybe could or couldn't tell, but I was about, I think maybe four, possibly five beers in b- before we started. Uh, before we started recording, so you know, and then I re-listened to that episode, and I was I was thoroughly impressed with myself. I don't think I sounded that drunk at all. No, even though I was, and I mean I wasn't like completely shwasted, but you know I was definitely it's feeling fine. it. Like and then that, when I woke up the next morning, I was like, oh no, how did that episode turn out? And when I listened to it, like I said, I was I- impressed, but at the same time, I still felt so guilty. I'm like, right, let's not. You know, you want this podcast to go places. Let's not be drinking all the, you know, before recording, shall we? Um, <laughs> On the bright side, if you black out, it's a new episode you haven't heard. It's, uh, okay, but as the person creating the episode, that's not good. <laughs> oh, and also last week, I forgot to mention and wanted to talk about, so I'm doing it this week, is you and I recently watched that movie, that uh, new, well, new to us, Nicole Kidman film. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Beguiled. The Beguiled. The Beguiled. The Beguiled. <laughs> no, um, which was really good, um, and it's also a remake, if you didn't know. Yeah. That was a film from the 70s, I, didn't I think. Know that. Yeah. It's also based on a book, I believe, but I'm not sure. But I thought they did a very good job. Uh, by the way, Colin Farrell, hot as ever. <laughs> hot as ever. Well, how old is he? I no. don't care. I've always liked older men. You know this. <laughs> um. I, I mean, I can't believe he's a very handsome fellow. Oh, he's more I than mean, handsome. And I've seen, I mean, so, okay, so do you remember that scene in the movie? Okay, oh. so spoiler alert for people who haven't seen Beguile, which if you haven't watched it, it's interesting. It's great. It's great, yeah. But there's a scene where Kristen Dunst and Colin Farrell have sex, and it's supposed to be like this hot, passionate, ravage her scene. Oh, yeah. So he like, l- you know, she's on the floor and he's on top of her and he's like lifting up her skirts and he literally like aggressively like rips off her panelettes. And now remember, I have seen the Colin Farrell sex tape. Okay, oh, yeah. so I know, I, I know, you know what he's he, what he's working with. Yeah. Okay. So which just added to the level of eroticism for me, as far as I'm concerned. And here I am watching the movie with you, feeling awkward because I'm like, oh, I I wish I, Colin I, Farrell would rip a pair of panelettes off me. 
Oh, anyway. Leave immediately. <laughs> uh, I need to go to the bathroom for three minutes. No, no, no. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> oh God. All right. Um. Anyway, so no, but there was a good movie. Uh, my week. Oh, uh, finished a week of training at my new job. Yes, like it. Uh, good. Well, I have experience in retirement communities from before, so it's kind of like getting back into the swing of things, which is good. Yeah. But you know, I'm also kind of relearning how to quite frankly how to fucking deal with old people because yeah, some of, I mean most of them are nice they're sweet of course, but you and they to... like me because I'm young respectful type I, I put off the whole young respectful type gentleman yeah. you know younger guy still you I'm know, one of the good ones uh, yeah and it's like and I also I, I love older things I love like I discussed oh, yeah. in previous episodes I love old black and white movies I like to read old books and stuff like that's just kind of my old nostalgic jam so it's like when I make references to those things they're like oh my goodness this Uh young man knows about the waxworks (laughs) you You know know about like old TV commercials and shit yeah I do yeah it's crazy (laughs) and uh like things you would never see yeah you were like what (laughs) yeah no I some jokes I just tell to people my age or you know and no laugh and they assume because like I'm just an idiot and I'm not funny and i'm like no you just did it was no. funny like oh, 20 God. years ago like where where's your mother i'll tell her <laughs> <laughs> you know um, yeah oh yeah but anyway no it's uh but there but there are some old fuckers there too oh, i'm sure yeah there's uh, i'm not naming names but there's this older gentleman obviously <laughs> in, a, in a wheelchair and he's bigger and he's kind of a dick oh yeah but you know it's know. i mean <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's what you're gonna get. You, you can't like. get me, but so offended because it's like, listen, buddy, like, yeah, you're in a fucking wheelchair and you're stuck here. So it's like, right. you, you know, I kind of understand why they're mad, but some of them are maybe mad or upset or whatever. But it's just like at that point, I'm just like, whatever. Like, listen, you're... I'm just serving the lunch. I don't make the menu. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I'm not. I don't live with you, dude. Like, I'm just here to give you the food. Like, yeah. honestly, don't bite my arm off. Yeah. Which... Well, yeah. No. But anyway, so that was that was my week. It's going good. Um, I wanted to ask you. Uh, yes. You had a dream about being pregnant. I saw. Oh it yes, I posted. And I don't. <laughs> yes, I had a dream last night, and I posted on Facebook about this because it's the first time this has ever happened to me in my life, and it's so fucking weird. I had a dream that I had been drinking, but I was also, and this is what I put in the post. Wait for it. Like eight or nine months pregnant. Irresponsible is what it is. Well, also, I mean, fetal, can you say fetal alcohol syndrome? Right, exactly. All right, anyway, what am I, let's smoke some cigarettes while we're at it. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> I mean, fuck. Fuck up but, I mean, No, but the weird part is, okay, so I was pregnant. I'm a man, gay or not. <laughs> I, I'm not even a bottom. What's going on? <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I mean, not that I would never. I just haven't met a guy that I'm willing to let do that to me. But anyway, no, but <laughs> I just, I, pregnant? That's so out of left field right. especially as a, like, a like, guy, like i don't know i like, woke up i woke up feeling weird about it and and because i even in the dream i remember feeling it wasn't just like a bigger stomach like i felt something inside me like moving like like it oh my and, goodness and it was weird because it wasn't weird that i was pregnant and, and i was running around town and i was going bar There's hopping bar drinking and people alcohol. saying oh no it's fine that you're drinking it's cause for celebration and blah blah and, oh and yay you're pregnant was, you're, you're pregnant blah, blah, blah. The and then the dream ended i didn't put this in the post but the dream ended with my water breaking and the water was beer <laughs> Oh my god, are you kidding me? No, That's no, I'm not, no. What, what, and, but what I did say, it's like, I don't know how the fuck one would even begin to analyze that shit. Oh my god. Uh, and But one of my friends actually commented, she said, um, 
oh, apparently, you know, pregnancy in a dream is supposed to be like the birth of something new in your life new or beginning. a new change, a new beginning, or, or something good is coming your way. Yeah. Good for you. You know, and I'm like, okay, so basically was my drinking in the dream my fucking that good opportunity? Right. Is that what you're saying? Like, I mean, because... You drinking water and it's alcohol, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and beer, like totally different kind of yeast. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I thank God you didn't actually finish the dream of you having the fucking child, because I can't even imagine what that would It would have been like. a growler. No, no, no. <laughs> A six-pack of, like, Coors Light, and you're just like, oh my no, God. No, not Coors Light, <laughs> Jesus Christ. All what? the frat stars just take it from your hands and run out. God, <laughs> no, it's like, what, uh, why would I give birth to Coors Light? Hell know. no. You're already Hell drinking, no. you're drinking about pregnant, you're not supposed I, to be classy at this point. Not, like, uh, so. too. Also, I was gonna ask you, yes. what was that moaning from in the bedroom last night? I heard just, like, moaning the entire fucking night. Like, I could hear it from my room. It sounded like it was on your television. That was probably my television then. Because I was, was passed out. But why was it consistently out. moaning? Did you, like, wake up to your TV on or something? I, I was passed out. That was probably the, the TV. <laughs> because I don't know what you're talking about. Really? What? Wait, what, what did it sound like? Do it. It sounded like the legit garage noise. Like, uh... Oh, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Because, like, if I was masturbating or something, I'd tell you. I know you would, but, like, this was, like, all night. No, that wasn't me. Were you... I don't know what you're talking about. What were you watching? I, d- I was passed out. It was I left the TV on. That's uh, eerie. That's eerie. Yeah. Well, I've been telling you we live in a fucking haunted apartment, dude. I we mean, do. Like, do you know how many no... college kids died in these apartments? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Of alcohol poisoning? <laughs> of alcohol poisoning, yeah. Of being pregnant while drinking? <laughs> It's the um. for all college men. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> well, so it's time for some history and mystery. Right? Yeah. Well, history, your history. So I take am, it away, buddy. Uh. So my history is uh, Nikola. Uh, I can't. Even, I want to say it classy, but I can't. Nikola Tesla. I guess. How do you say it? like Nikola, Nikola Tesla? Nikola. There it is. Nikola. <laughs> Nikola. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I mean, it's it sounds right. Uh, so he uh, Tesla was born and raised in the Austrian Empire in 1856. Early on, he was just a very smart, intelligent kid, and just <laughs> just smart as a whip. Uh, he started an advanced education in engineering and physics in 1870, and then in 1884 he immigrated to the U.S. to look for work, and he ended up working for uh, the Edison Machine Works as he. Uh, as a really prominent inventor, and he worked with uh, Thomas Edison to really update these uh, motors that pretty much ran the entire Edison company. So, what I uh, there was all this controversy. I think what everyone kind of hears about is with like Edison, Tesla, mm-hmm. about how there's huge. I guess like everyone kind of heard about it. I didn't learn about it till recent. Like I mean, till a couple of years back, till I realized yeah. that it wasn't Edison that kind of helps electricity go along. I mean, he was. Don't get me wrong. He was a a main figure of it but tesla was really helpful and mm-hmm. edison was and kind he of kind of got overshadowed you're saying edison was kind of a dick uh so oh. this is where the car controversy happened <laughs> when, when tesla was working for edison edison apparently offered to pay tesla if he created these updated motors for the company and he offered to pay him like what today would be like upwards to a million dollars okay so he ended up making the improvements which really helped the company like really succeed and everything Edison said it never happened. Like, the deal never happened, and it was just all like, ah, yeah, I, he basically never paid Tesla. 
So basically, Tesla was like. So uh, so you're saying that basically after after Tesla like fixed everything, or like updated and he said, everything. "Oh, it never happened." As in, I this I was ne- already like I this because I did it. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, or shit. Like, and I never offered. I never like said I would give you this much money. It was like upwards to a million dollars. So he reneged on his pledge. Bas- basically, and fucker. So and this is the last we've seen of Edison. This fuck. Because he's terrible. <laughs> uh, so Tesla ended up quitting because he's just like, you know what? I can make my own shit. I don't need you. And he's, I'm a genius on my own. Right? He's like, I'll make it on my own. <laughs> and so he set out into the world to make these inventions. And he had a couple partners to basically create these new labs around mm-hmm. New York where he just basically worked night in and night out. And I'm going to get to that a little bit later about how much of a workaholic this man was where he pretty much sacrificed everything for his work. And... Um, what really brought him to the limelight was when he created the uh, invention of alternating current, or I guess parentheses AC, but it's not really AC. It's it's so you know those power cords outside of our homes and everything, and mm-hmm. you can see them for miles, and they just go down for miles. Yeah. So that was basically for um, Tesla's idea. He had this original idea. Uh, Edison had a kind of a form of the idea, but. His idea was like the the electric wires can't go very far. They would need like a, a generating station every about two miles Ugh, in God. order to produce electricity properly. Ugh. So Tesla had this other idea. It was like, how about we do this? I'm gonna keep saying AC. It's not coolant, but it's just what I'm. But so he pre- produced this AC and it was like, it's way better, way more efficient. It produces a lot more like <laughs> like electricity for people. And so Edison wasn't having it because he's like, my money. So I. Uh, uh, Edison created something uh, that was kind of like that, but again, like uh, he said, hold on, real quick. He started a smear campaign against Tesla's uh, current current thing. It's it caused people to come become ill and have deformities, and he would play it on like he'd give it on newspapers and that, just basically a smear campaign against yeah. Tesla's work. See, okay, so I'm gonna pause you just for a second, just because in my opinion, like whenever and outside of just being a genius or an inventor, like even in politics or business or whatever, whenever someone embarks on a smear campaign, that alone tells me that you're not on your shit and the other person's better. Like, right? what, Because if they truly were bad, you wouldn't need a smear campaign. Exactly. If you're just like trying to point out these fucking flaws and everything. Yeah. Like, it's like if you employ people to sell your product and you keep pressuring them to upsell, upsell, upsell. Well, if you truly had a good product, you wouldn't need to upsell, would exactly. you? Exactly. Anyway, go on. Uh, and so... But Edison's current uh, system that he was using was basically killing kids <laughs> like it would wait it'd be known to cause like fires and everything and like but just kids things would fall on the kids because they would play around it oh so gotcha like, okay basically it would fall on the children yeah, adults aren't playing around and shit like no. that <laughs> no but kids are and so uh with tesla's idea it was like a lot less people would die probably a lot less fires but uh with this campaign not a lot of people bought into it but then edison like after everything was pretty much said and done, he cre- he. Are you fucking idea. kidding me? He took the second thing from Tesla. Yep. yep. Like, oh, I you're know. pissing me off, dude. I know it's so fucked. And fucking I was like, Edison, man. And I was like, why don't people like? It always strikes me like it. in high school or like elementary school, people teach about Edison. They don't teach you about Tesla and all everything his like contributions. Or no, anything you see about Tesla now, because I even the way I see it, like, and I don't know that much about Tesla, obviously, but. Uh, there's this general attitude toward tesla that like yeah he's really smart but it's kind of like ugh, whatever and he wasn't the first when really he was the first and better it's exactly ah. exactly and just edison prospered off his ideas and took advantage of them pretty much god damn it, and edison so, and yeah it was so fucked and so basically that was the end of that you know he was still, edison married uh i don't i i would think so 
I can look it up. I, I don't know why. I don't know why I need to know that, but it's just like... How many kids I did just, he have? No, not even that. I'm like, what woman? <laughs> anyway, okay, but I mean, like, woman. but he okay, wasn't... But, uh, but a woman, that's probably not something that he was doing to other women. He was doing that in business and rivalry. Yeah. yeah, so... And it was... Ugh, fucked. But... So, after all that happened, Tesla still kind of invented stuff. He, uh, he always tried to create new things, create things to be more helpful to people. Uh, after he got the... Uh, hold on. Looking through real quick. So he got some money from some of his ideas, and then he started creating more things. And he tried to uh, basically... He basically was the person who started uh, inventing, like, x-ray imaging, or he started, like, looking into that and trying to get that idea, or science, I guess, figured out. Yeah. And uh, he created something called electrical discharge tubes, as well as a remote-controlled boat. <laughs> a remote control boat, right. like a like, like a like a little toy like a boat? wireless, like a wireless little toy boy, and it, like toy, toy boy. Say toy boat three times, five times fast. Do it. Uh, no, do it now. No, I won't do it. Oh, that's right. I'm you not Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was like he was like basically one of the first person people to create this wireless controller for this like little boat, and it was like the coolest thing ever. Wow. It was like a stepping stone, the right way to like wireless technology. Yeah. Okay. And, and what era is this that he lived in and this was doing all this? Eight, late 1800s. Late 1800s. Early okay. 1900s. So, Shit. Good yeah. Damn. Good for him. Uh, so. What I mean, we were still excited about indoor plumbing and electricity. <laughs> just general electricity. <laughs> and he was already. And in that time period, that was only like, okay, so what I do know about that time period when it comes to that stuff is that, you know, only, only in the cities in the late 1800s did you have like uh indoor plumbing and and some electricity even and even then electricity i think was coming after the plumbing part but if you were like in rural america or rural wherever it was like shit outside it it was uh, shitting outside oil lamps all that ox and plow thank god for technology I mean, I was thinking to myself, like, I could live back in that time if I didn't know about technology, because that's just all I know. Well, that was everybody back exactly, then. Exactly, like, but like, yeah. oh god, I can't, I don't... You, I you do. know, but if you never knew about it, you'd yeah, be fine, because yeah. you wouldn't know any better. But now, if I... Oh, but god. if you had to go back, yeah. No, seriously, people like you and me... Oh. Sorry, I'll let you finish and stop with this tangent, but if you... People, I really believe that people like you and me, and especially at our age, I think the furthest we could go back before we were so far removed that we wouldn't know what how to make it, to I think would be like... Honestly, like, not much further than like the fifties. Yeah, I was just thinking that too. I was about to say like fifties max for me. You know, least. because and because we're not only not just like technological, but also like and cultural and societal yeah. changes and stuff. Like <laughs> me personally, like I'll, I'll I'm I don't want to go anywhere past the seventies even. Yeah. Like I don't like, oh, and God. even then, like and even then, it's like uh. you know, gay marriage has only been legal for two years. Right. Like I, I'm good here it's like that joke that louis ck says like black people can't fuck with time machines you know <laughs> right? black people are like anything before 1980 no thank nope. you <laughs> i love louis ck anyway it's great i gotta uh so this is gonna i'm gonna kind of get into more of his personal life here i thought there was some cool little tidbits about him that i thought was super interesting because i cannot do it uh, <laughs> so basically a lot of thing that tesla was kind of noted as a mad scientist a little bit. I think yeah. that's why he kind of got the mad bad rep because a lot of it, some of his inventions. But were, I feel like they all were at that time to a certain degree. Like even exactly. Einstein. But uh, oh yeah, I would I would say so, especially when there's like spitting out these terms that no one fucking knows about and shit. Yeah. So, but I. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I <laughs> uh, basically I uh, 
Tesla was considered kind of a mad scientist in the regard that he would never really sleep. He would, like, historically, his sleep patterns were just fucked. Okay, so I'm a mad scientist is what you're telling me? No, you're just insomniac. You're not creating anything. Uh. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Whoa. I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. No, I'm sorry. No, no, you continue with the uh, with the show. I'm just going to go fuck myself real quick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, no, you're just an insomniac. You don't do shit. No. <laughs> That's not I just got a job. No. Okay. You fucking ladies. I what? No, but you do more. All than right. I do. Sorry. No, you I keep it go, I on with the story. All right. All right. So because he had odd sleep patterns and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he had weird sleep patterns to where basically he would start working at, on his like incredible projects at nine in the morning, and he would just work, and he would just stop at the same exact time for like dinner. Apparently, I, w- I would assume lunch is the right. Maybe he had a light snack, but it was apparently dinner. It was like six o'clock was dinner time, so he'd work till like six. I, would, I think there's like some food thrown in there before that as well. But yeah. he would do that, eat his dinner, and then go back to work. And he would work until like these odd hours until the next morning. And there's been um, statements from his like past friends that were like, yeah, I would like pretty much like receive calls like early in the morning, I guess, from Tesla, just like like ranting and raving about this new theory and this new thing and going on these dead different tangents. And what I could think of as like a manic, like not a manic episode because he's still making sense and being cohesive and everything. But yeah. just mania has a sense of he's creating all these new ideas and all these new ideas are coming to his head and he wants to tell people he wants to produce these things and he needs to tell some about it. But he just he stated that he never went more than like two hours of sleep a night. See, and in he, my mind, like he's just like you know, if you come up with a great invention, I'm like, will you quit telling people? I know, right? Like, <laughs> didn't you learn the first? This is how fucking Edison found out, right? dude. Like, <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> Did you learn nothing from Edison? <laughs> Twice. All right. I. Uh, that's victim blaming but uh what was he wearing <laughs> had he been drinking you know what he's was he a, talking to he's a slut anyway <laughs> he, Inventor he, was a, he was asking for it no okay go on uh so i thought the sleep patterns were pretty cool and uh also what i thought was super interesting was about tesla's love life or lack thereof basically he died a virgin uh, oh god he he wasn't slutty at all i know he was anti-slutty but not, not like <laughs> but he was like the opposite wait in, like, how do we know how do we know for a fact that he died a virgin because that's something in my mind at least that would be very difficult right, to do i mean unless you're like in his bed with him every night tesla was like this grand like at times he was this grand inventor was even in his heyday that would like pretty much like go to like to celeb- I mean, celebrities would come to his like labs and he would describe everything and he was this like tall good-looking guy that wasn't i don't think he was bad looking so uh his and he would talk he talked to like a newspaper uh-huh. when he was still alive about why he didn't really marry and why there was a couple reasons one was because it was work he thought <laughs> no marry he was not wrong about that yeah he really he thought a life of uh oh, fuck what's the word of like abstinence was the best way to do his work and he he said that without that distractor it was a really good way to tap into his work and get a lot of stuff done but he also, I think in the later days, it said that he kind of regretted it a little bit because he's like, maybe I made the ultimate sacrifice for my work. Yeah, and my thing is, is like, I'm I'm more distracted if I don't have sex. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. if you haven't had sex for, sorry guys, but like, if you haven't, Children, sorry, m- mother, I'm sorry. But like, if you haven't had sex for a while, it's kind of like, especially as guys, like, if it's been a minute for you, like, it kind of becomes all consuming. Exactly. And it's like, like, and then after you, like, after a, uh. Uh, uh, release, if you will, uh, then it's like, oh, God, I can focus! I just think Tesla just stuck to masturbation. 
do we know that? I mean, yeah, he like. Oh, I'm sure he masturbated. Oh, oh, I'm sure he masturbated. Oh, okay. I'm talking about like abstinence in the sense of like not even like, other people. Other people. I'm okay. sure he like. Okay. Okay. Because like okay. I think he he wanted to be abstinent in the sense of uh, that emotional. He wasn't all Catholic about that. it. Where, exactly. Yeah. He, he didn't want the emotional attachment that would probably come with sex at one time or another in his life, and he probably assumed that. And another reason why he never had sex, he put. Okay, so he goes back and forth. He says some like really good things for like women and everything, and also kind of like sexist stuff. And I'm like, like what? Eh, so like you're getting into my wheelhouse. So like what? <laughs> uh, so basically, he said that uh, women are like this these beautiful like they're beautiful people that he pretty much just put it on a pedestal. At one time, he's saying like they are probably more powerful than men. They may be the subordinate subordinate uh, subordinate ones now. But in like a hundred years, they said that they were like women will be the ones in charge, and they'll be they'll be the ones calling the shots. And uh, he said that they can keep their cool a lot more than guys can, and pretty much all this stuff. And so, uh, then- I, I agree with two out of three. You know, they're more powerful than men. And uh, what was the third one? What do you mean? Like the last thing you just said. Sorry, it already went out of my I, head. I uh, <laughs> God damn it! All right, uh, no, they they are more powerful than men, and they just keep their cool. I and guess. oh yeah, and they do keep their cool way better in a lot I, of cases. Yeah. Not all women, I but know, yeah. a lot. But 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 the but the all women calling shots a hundred years. I mean, clearly, all women are not yeah, calling exactly. the shots. They're calling more shots and good, oh, yeah. but. But, but but then yeah. what, what he said next is kind of like interesting because I feel like it just went away. Here it, we it go. went against the words that he just said. He said that that. Uh, they're try- women are trying so hard to be equal to men by playing the same sports, by doing the same things that they do to try to prove her point. I guess because he's saying like they don't, they shouldn't do that to try to like they should. Are you sure this wasn't the 1970s instead of the 1870s? <laughs> right? No, because exactly because it wasn't like they were still doing anything. But I'm sure like women's suffrage was still out there and everything. But he was saying yeah. like oh they're trying like they're trying too hard pretty much to like be like one of the guys or something and it was just kind of like i i can't or maybe maybe he was saying like you can be just as strong and powerful as us that's what i while still being women yeah but don't try to be men but that's what i wanted to get at but the quotes were kind of like it came out of sexist a little bit yeah (laughs) i think maybe it was also possibly his language at the time and language at the time kind of lended itself toward that yeah i I, you know i I mean because he would again he would say this like this high praise about women he's like i don't think i can ever i'm like worthy enough to be with this woman because you know i they're just higher than i am also as a man of that era who took care of like the cooking and the laundry and the because men got literally got married for that shit exactly. so like back then so tesla and he, he did it or did much. he have a maid or not that i basically he burned through his money pretty quickly ah. uh that's what i got like from he what i got from the research is he burned through his money so quickly from his research and his inventions and everything that by the time he turned into his like 70s or 80s he didn't have anywhere to go. He moved from hotel room to hotel room, leaving tabs of unpaid bills behind wherever he went. He died in a hotel room by himself. And, and that's exactly why you have to put down a credit card today in order to get into a hotel room. Yeah. Thanks, Tesla. <laughs> anyway. Tesla's washing out for us. But, <clears throat> but yeah, he ended up dying broke in uh, a hotel at the age 86 of a heart attack. And that was the end of Tesla. He wasn't really well known until recently. Wait, a heart attack? I don't... What else is it known as? Oh, uh, it's actually a cool word that I don't even remember because I 
coronary thrombosis. Ah, okay, oh, that's yes. what happened. Okay, thank you. Thank <laughs> yes, you. during my research, I was All right, reading. guys, no, so f- funny story. Like, basically, this is what happened. T- t- tell him what happened. Oh. With the, so, uh, fine, I'll tell him. Basically, <laughs> what happened is he's doing his research, and he's reading, like, oh, coronary coronary uh, thrombosis and blah, 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 and he didn't know what that was, and he's like, what the fuck does that even mean? He looks it up, like, oh, heart attack. Why the fuck didn't you just so say now that? Now you're just trying to sound intelligent for no fucking reason. <laughs> like, you had... But yeah, they could have. No, I mean heart. after you looked it up, you're no, like, oh, fucking no, heart attack. No, 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 not you. I'm just telling. Oh, article. okay. Oh my like, god, I'm just telling the story, Jake. We're gonna, we gonna argue on this podcast. Oh, he's taking Here his jacket off, Here guys. He's taking his jacket off. <laughs> and he's, oh god, he's also <laughs> taking out the hoop, He's also taking out the hoop earrings. <laughs> Hold my hoops. And putting his hair in a ponytail. <laughs> but no, no, I was uh, talking about the article. Uh, yeah, but I. Uh, so I just have a couple fun facts about Tesla as I'm wrapping up this cool little awesome fire animation. away. Uh, he basically knew seven languages. He loved to memorize books. Wait, w- seven languages? I didn't. Re- I didn't look into like what language. No, just that number alone. Languages, yeah. Like, oh god, good for him. I know, and he loved to mem- memorize books, which I don't know. Like, how do you have time for that? What, you're memorize? In- like, he liked to memorize. Or were these like novellas or like full on? Like, it, from what I heard, like, like Lord of the Rings. On, oh, like, I don't know about Lord of the Rings, <laughs> but like, it was probably like, I would, maybe they use the memorization lightly. But what I got from it was just kind of like. He like read these like books about all this information, and he could just retain it super easily. Maybe oh, like a photographic memory. Maybe. Like okay. they didn't go into whether or not you get a photo, but I would think so. On this point, like how smart this man was. Like well, my thing, why would you waste your time if you already have the information? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway. And so, and he ended up creating seven hundred plus patents that we have like everywhere. And but like the Tesla coils and light bulbs and mm-hmm. the stuff we see today <laughs> out there, and, you know, the farmland. The what is that? Power power cords, power cables, and all that fun stuff. Extension cords, or what? No, like, power cables that line the road. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't have a fucking power generator station every two Every two miles. Mi- can you imagine? Oh, and it would be the ugliest fucking thing. It would be damn. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so some of the some of the things he created, oh, this was a, also a fun fact, is neon lights for the ravers out there and restaurant diners. He pretty much kind of created the neon signs you see. Oh, there. so yeah. Oh, and that's cool. That the the eighties. I sure right loved him. Loved it, and I, I think you oh. ravers today, people who just love that eighties. Okay, thank 80s. Tesla. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm talking like I'm Tesla, but I. Uh, and what I thought was a cool thing was he wanted to create wireless power transmission for free for everyone. And so basically, uh, yeah, so everyone could get, like, wireless power and not have to... Like, He's like Steve Jobs of the 1800s. Exactly, except he used a lot less, like, children as labor. Yeah, <laughs> and Steve Jobs probably had a lot more sex. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but what I thought was super interesting was he was starting this project, and he was actually kind of working. And he kind of, like, gave, like, the the wireless power to some people. And, uh, it was, like, people around his lab and everything to kind of yeah. test it out. Uh, J.P. Morgan ended up finding out about it because that's what J.P. Morgan like the bank. The bank shut him down. They wanted to. They wanted to like actually get a profit from it. He was trying to push. So they shut it down because they weren't. They weren't uh, from it. So yeah, that was a uh, that was a little fun fact. But yeah, and so it was actually kind of sad how the story ended. But I think yeah. hopefully as time goes on, you'll be one of those inventors that like weren't really well known in his time but mm-hmm. as time goes you'll be a lot more well known and hopefully that well he's already Edison, a lot more well known yeah, like today. today yeah well that fucker Edison gets less less credit <laughs> yeah god damn Edison right who knew he'd be a dick 
Yeah. But <laughs> I guess that's the end of mine. Awesome. Well, that's great. Well, I have a mystery. And I'm going to go, uh, uh, dark. you know, dark and... Uh, because we are in the Halloween season. Um, yeah, this is probably going to get released well after Halloween. But <laughs> right now, we are in the Halloween season. We are here. Uh, so I'm doing some little scary, little ghost-themed stuff. Now, yes. I am doing... Oh, just went away. Screen went black. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, I am doing the mystery of Lep Castle in Ireland. Nice. Now, uh, Lep is spelled E-L-E-A-P, so we would say leap, but it's pronounced Lep. Got it. Um... And one of the and it is one of the longest continually inhabited castles in Ireland, uh, with a rich and fascinating history. And pronounced Lep, uh, it is in Coolderry, um, the town. Coolderry, got it. Which just is made it me still think, there? Today? Yes, got it just it. made me think of like a dairy cow with like Ray Bans on. Coolderry. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> in County O'Fa but you're laughing. I, uh, anyway, <laughs> but in Coolderry in County O'Fally in Ireland, uh, about four miles north of the town of Roscrea, I, I guess is how you say Roscrea, that, I like it. and six miles south of Kennedy on the uh, R421 or R421. I'm guessing that's a route or I a station or I've not. It's not about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> how long would it take for us to get there if we left right now? If Sorry. we left right now, well, I mean, we're going to be very tired because there's going to be a lot of swimming involved <laughs> just... and very cold. Um, okay. And, oh, also, let me just explain. Now, Lep Castle is a specific type of architecture. Now, if you look up pictures of Lep Castle today, you would just see uh, a normal uh, Gothic-type castle that would be in Ireland. You know, right. with it's got towers and, and different, you know, wings right. and stuff. It just looks like a castle. But... Uh, originally, when Lep Castle was built, it was known uh, as a tower house. And tower houses were a very common thing in Ireland in particular. Uh, and basically, they were a fortified uh, castle tower. Oh, and nice. the entire castle was just one really large tower. And not just large, like a uh, large footprint, but also very, very tall. It, sometimes wow. it would be five, and six it... stories tall. And it was very fortified. Like, you'd have, you know, 10 to 12 foot thick uh walls yeah. exterior walls and stuff and uh but interesting just a little overview of tower houses in general which let castle was originally that uh take away all the wings and stuff uh you know you had different levels and in the lower levels you had like dungeons above that you had like storage and kitchens above that you had like a reception area above that and with each level you go up the rooms get nicer and nicer because the family lived there that was their stronghold i would not want to be the rich people the stair climb must be exhausting and Sorry. yeah it's always no it's always like a, the single spiral staircase what? in the corner and oh, you go up a level and stuff yeah neat. it's right. it's really neat but also kind of like eerie and stuff it, it yeah. really looks exactly like something out of a vincent price movie with oh, the gothic yeah. arch windows and the gray stone and the clock it's really cool and creepy oh, okay. and uh but with each level things get nicer so you would have like the dungeons and the pit and then you'd have kitchens and storage and then you'd have like a general reception area above that you'd have the dining room above that you'd have like a general living area or, or parlor if you will okay and then above that you'd have like a bedroom the the nice. living space for the yeah. master and then above that you'd have an attic also on top of the attic with like uh, overlooks and stuff for Got guards it. and everything so it's all basically a fortress house of that time yeah well um for Lep Castle in particular, there are varied accounts as to when exactly the main tower, uh, the main tower of the house, uh, was constructed, ranging anywhere from the 13th century to the 15th century. 
but it was most most people say it was most likely built around 1250 CE, uh, common era. So before you know, Christ, no after CE, common era, <laughs> which means AD. Basically, we've replaced BC and AD with BCE and CE mm. before common era and common era, at least in this article. <laughs> Uh, it was built by the O'Bannon clan uh, and was originally called uh, Lit- now I'm totally going to say this wrong because it's in Gaelic or Irish or whatever the fuck you call it uh, Leim Ui Pahanain um, okay. uh, which means Leap of the O'Bannons and that's oh. what they named the castle as well as the fertile land surrounding the area Got it. and it belonged to them uh, however the O'Bannons were the secondary chieftains of the territory, and they were subject to the rule of the O'Carroll clan. The O'Carroll clan were like the big badass rulers of the area. Got it. You know. Okay. Um, and then- and there, there is evidence that uh, it was constructed on top of a site that was another that had another stone building. So before oh, Lepca- the tower house of yeah. Lep Castle was even there, there was already another, possibly a castle structure already there from way even before that. So it's like double haunted. Uh, you know, and it, we guess that f- from druids in Ireland, it was probably for in ceremonial in nature, okay. uh, and that it has been occupied consistently um, since at least 500 BCE, uh, the Iron Age, and possibly since Neolithic times. That location must be phenomenal if everyone's going to it over the years. My God, over the century, over yeah, millennia, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, so basically, the the annals of the four masters record that the Earl of Kildare, Gerald Fitzgerald, uh, tried unsuccessfully to seize the castle in 1513. Uh, three years later, he attacked the castle again and managed to partially demolish it. However, by 1557, uh, the O'Carrolls had regained possession. Um, and then after that, this is just a brief overview, and I'll go in more detail with the O'Carrolls. Basically, I'm going to give a, a history of the castle, and then I will get to the mystery. Just yep. so we have a full exactly. understanding of, like, because it's really fucking bloody and, and violent and gory. Oh, hell Anyway, yeah. um, in 1659, the castle passed by marriage into the ownership of the Darby family, which were Darby. more... Highfalutin, fancy English, yeah. Uh, notable members of whom included Vice Admiral Vice Admiral George Darby, Admirable, Admirable Jesus Christ, <laughs> Admiral Sir Henry Destair Darby, and John Nelson Darby. During the tenure of Jonathan Charles Darby, uh, seances were held in the castle by his wife Mildred Darby. Oh, we'll Mildred. get to we'll get to Mildred Don't later. Bitch. She well, no, she's actually quite a fascinating. I mean, she was, but she was also a very fascinating yeah. woman too. Great writer, apparently. Uh, oh, yeah, as, as says here, who was a writer of gothic novels. And this led to the publicity about the castle and its ghosts. Oh. So, and, and uh, okay, so note for the future, Mildred Darby, like, she apparently recorded a lot of the happenings in the castle, but she also wrote gothic novels. So it's like, was she embellishing? What was is she the not? Truth? I yeah. always think, like, any other account be like, okay, maybe, maybe not, but with Mildred. I don't automatically discount it, but I think you have to take it with a grain of salt. Um, yeah. Anyway, so um, in 1974, the castle was bought by Australian historian Peter Bartlett, whose mother had been a Bannon. Uh, Bartlett, together with builder John Joe Sullivan, carried out extensive restoration work on the castle up to this time, up to the time of his death in 1989. So we're jumping way ahead. Got it. Uh, since 1991, uh, the castle has been privately owned by musician Sean Ryan, who's continuing the restoration work. A musician? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. 
Now, as far as the haunting goes, officially, uh, this castle has been visited by many paranormal investigators, yeah. television shows, documentary, it, you know, ABC Family's Scariest Places on Earth, uh, Ghost most, too, right? most Haunted, Ghost Hunters as well, Sci- yeah, Sci-Fi's Ghost Hunters, oh, yeah. the Atlantic one. Paranormal Society, Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures. Oh, God, I love Ghost... <laughs> uh, the 10th season of Halloween special at the castle. I mean... Oh, nice. They have a Halloween special, this castle. Damn. Yes. Yeah, well, that's how fucking notorious it's it it is also known as the most haunted place in ireland uh and uh secondary then let me get to back to the history let me get to the o'carrolls now this is an interesting bunch right here the o'carrolls were a fierce and brutal clan continually struggling for power and supremacy they were known to be particularly violent and cunning in their attempts for domination. Very, I mean, not just with other people, but with each other. Very, house. very, very. Ooh, I want to make. Yeah, very House Lannister. Yeah. Game now <laughs> we're gonna start with John O'Carroll. Oh, Johnny. Oh God. Uh, was thought to be the first Prince of Eli who lived at Lep Castle. It is very probable that uh, he was the reason. He was re- the one that was responsible for the construction of the earliest sections of Lep, basically the Tower House. Uh, John O'Carroll died, though, at Lep Castle, suffering from the plague. Oh. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, he's not. He's got the plague. He he's, can't come out. He's got the plague. <laughs> he's upstairs, has the plague. Um, <laughs> John O'Carroll was succeeded by his son named Mulroney O'Carroll. Mulroney O'Carroll was renowned uh, particularly for his bravery, his valor, and he was just considered all around to be a very good leader. He was oh, very nice. well respected, n- not only amongst his own clan, but amongst others as well. How'd he die? Um, <laughs> oh, oh, we'll get there. Uh Okay, brave. Uh, the great Mulroney, as he was known, died most likely at Lep Castle in 1532 after a rulership of 42 years. Uh, Mulroney. So basically, I think he actually. No, I take that back. I think he was the one that pretty much lived a long life and died of natural causes. It seems oh. like. Yeah, good for him. He's yeah. the only one. Uh, Mulroney was succeeded by his son. After that, which I'm going to try and say his name, and I think I'm saying it right, but I'm, you know what? I'm not saying any of these right, okay? The only reason They're I got wrong. Mulroney right was because of Dermot Mulroney, okay? The actor. <laughs> now, uh, he was succeeded by his son, Fiergenheim. Fiergenheim. Well, you don't need to make it German. <laughs> uh, so, Fiergenheim. <laughs> O'Carroll was rumored to have murdered a guest at the dinner table, his steward, killing the seven, uh, killing the servant in the guards' room. Fiergenheim was murdered in 1541 by the Omo- by the O'Molloys. He was succeeded by his sons Teague, uh, quote, also known as the One-Eyed, which leads me to believe that he had one eye. Why? <laughs> Something happened to it. So- he- somebody tried to kill him, and they weren't successful. And his other three sons, William. And another two that I'm not even going to try and pronounce their names because Don't, it's, yeah. it's, no. It's a journey. No, it's, <laughs> it's, no, it's not a journey. It's a failure. Uh, Teague was, qu- but however, Teague was quick to assume command, but was subsequently killed by his own kinsman, uh, Charles O'Carroll. These people are fucked up. Yeah, exactly. Teague fathered a son, uh, Mulroney O'Carroll, not the same one I mentioned before. Different. This is the, this would be the grandson of Mulroney. Got it. He named his after his father. So this new, Mulroney II, uh, <laughs> Charles was in turn Charles was in turn slain by Teague's younger brother William Odhar O'Carroll in 1554. My God! So basically retaliation. This is all on the property uh, too, I assume, correct? Uh, yes, William the Pale 
I'm guessing because he was pale, <laughs> Odhar O'Carroll was murdered in 1581 by his O'Connor relations. Uh, William fathered four sons, Teague, another Teague, uh, Mulrooney with two O's, different Mulrooney, John and Charles. William was succeeded by his son, John. John O'Carroll was slain by the, uh, the following year by his cousin, Mulroney, the other one. That's a bunch of two Son of Teague the One-Eyed. These are fake friends. Fake family. Fake family. <laughs> this, this murder was avenged swiftly by John's brother, Charles O'Carroll, killing Mulroney and becoming Prince of Eli. Uh, he was also knighted in 1586. Oh, good job. <laughs> you Here you it. go. Here's a knighthood for you. Prepare to die. Like uh, Char- Charles O'Carroll was slain in 1600. This retaliation... Okay, so basically, there's a whole other paragraph of this, this brutal Just people bullshit. people dying, coming yeah. to power and dying. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, and then this... Are, okay, so I'm just going to go back there. So, okay, so there was a point where uh, in the later year of 1649, the property of Lep Castle was handed over to the first Darby, Jonathan Darby. Okay. Uh, he was a soldier of the Cromwellian forces and was handed the property and land in lieu of pay. So basically, like, we can't pay you, here's but here, here's a castle. Yeah, which I, I'll, I'll, t- I'll, take it. I'll take a castle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, does it come with the servants? Because that's a lot of cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, 1664 saw the uh, property handed back to John O'Carroll due to his continued loyalty to Charles I. This arrangement was unfortunately reversed in 1667, though, due to his differing views of Charles II. So it's oh. like you change. So when, when this guy was king and was still alive, good for you. But yeah. when he died, it's like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> He's dead. Not democratic at all. Oh. Uh, uh, Lep Castle was once again back in the hands of the Darbys after Charles II, basically. So that those are the O'Carrolls. Got it. Wow. Now on to the Bloody Chapel and why it's called the Bloody Chapel. Now this isn't the mystery. This is just one of the scary stories as to why it's haunted as fuck. The Bloody Chapel is the home to many spirits of Lep Castle. Uh, you know, people passing the castle at night have, have reported bright lights streaming out of the upper windows, which is where mass was usually held at that time, you know, when the O'Carrolls... Is it like candlelight, or is it like just like... I assume stone? candlelight, okay. but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, one, one of the most well-known uh, stories... Uh, is the O'Carroll priest. So this is back when the O'Carrolls were in power and still owned the castle and everything. After the death of Mulrooney, the one with two O's, O'Carroll, in 1532, a fierce power struggle developed within the remaining O'Carroll family. Brother fought against brother to gain chieftainship. Legend has it that the O'Carroll murdered his brother, a priest, whilst performing a mass in the upper hall of the castle. It is believed that the priest started the mass before the arrival of his brother, and this was considered to be a great insult. Uh, The angered O'Carroll then flew into a rage and slaughtered his brother where he stood. In the chapel? Yes, in front of his family and other people attending mass. During mass. This is in the middle of church. Wow. And he kills the priest. Yeah. The priest has been seen on many occasions in the bloody chapel. The spirit has also been seen lurking on the stairway below and also seeing leaving the chapel via the western door on the bartizan and down to the northern stairs. My God. Now. That was about as... Now, there's also a feature to this bloody chapel that I'm about to tell you about that's really cool and even scarier. The oubliette. Ooh, that word just sounds... And it's it's not nearly as fun as the one in uh, uh, Labyrinth. (laughs) <laughs> you know that one was all sparkly and it had oh, Jennifer yeah. Connelly in it. You're doing She's fine. Around. She's good. Yeah, you're good. Um, 
but this one's a lot scarier. One of the more sinister features of the Bloody Chapel, like I just said, is the oubliette. The oubliette is a small chamber located in the northeastern corner of the chapel, and it is thought to be the original use of these chambers was to store valuables, uh, but they were also used to place, uh, you know, valuable things when the castle was under siege. Um, the O'Carrolls, however, used this chamber for more sinister purposes. Uh, this modified chamber ser modified chamber served as a small dungeon where prisoners were thrown in, dead or dying, uh, or just alive and just kept there to starve and die or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and the entrance to the chamber is extremely narrow uh, and fitted with a form to trap the door. The name is derived from the French uh, Tufoge. I think is how you say that. Yeah, that sounds actually really spot on. Ugh, I say it with more confidence if you got me. Like, Don't fool <laughs> Hey, right. are you from France? Uh, uh. yes. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, but uh, basically, this oubliette was used for by the O'Carrolls to people they didn't like or people they needed to get rid of for them to just throw them in there and forget about them. Like alive, I assume that's good. Most of the time, yeah. yeah. And yeah, it was just really crazy and. Um, I thought my family Thanksgivings were bad. Like, this is like some <laughs> well, this is Ireland, shit. so they don't have Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's exactly why they're killing. They just people. kill each other. <laughs> they're not thankful. Uh, oh, 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 okay. So uh, once someone uh, was thrown into the oubliette, uh, they were simply forgotten about. But legend tells of several occasions where the O'Carrolls were would employ other clans as mercenaries to kill off nearby threats. Upon completion of the job, however, the mercenaries were invited back to Let Castle. Will let castle for a celebratory feast unfortunately for the mercenaries uh the feast was poisoned and their throats were cut the corpses were then thrown into the oubliette 39 of the o'neill clan are said to be disposed of in this fashion and in 1599 another deadly uh deed occurred at let castle charles o'carroll basically did just this uh the last chieftain at lep was at war with the earl of tyrone which if you know anything about british history in general earl of tyrone's like a huge figure Got it. Um, like, Queen Elizabeth had beef with him. Oh, damn. Uh, and, and hired the MacMahon clan from Monaghan as mercenaries. After they had fought for him, the O'Carrolls held a feast uh, for the mercenaries. They were then murdered in their sleep. The MacMahon clan are said to haunt the Great Hall at Lep Castle. The, I'm just, like, so, like, just blown away. They would ha they would get these mercenaries to kill someone, and they're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's kill them. Like, let's just... Thank you for helping well. us out. Now, goodbye. Right? We're just doing it for... Forever. They're just doing it for fun at this point. They just don't even I care. No, I do believe that to a certain degree it was fun. I do believe that there's yeah. a certain amount of, like, sadism, like... Exactly. I think so. Yeah. I think this whole family Sadistic was just type something. Was, did, well, was that was common, too. Thing? Yeah, what do you know? I don't, I don't know. Okay. No, I, I never got to verify that. Uh... Oh, okay, so during the occupation of Lep Castle by the Darbys, though, the oubliette was cleaned out and the contents removed during some of the renovations that they carried oh, out at that time. It was said that three cartloads, and not like wheelbarrow carts, but like large, like horse-drawn carts, three cartloads of skeletons were removed from the oubliette during this period. Some believe that since this gruesome discovery, an emotional shockwave was sent through the castle, and many of the spirits, including the elemental, which is the mystery I'll be getting to later, were woken from their dormancy. Because the corpses were... Over a, almost 200. Over 150 for sure. Uh, skeletons. That's a, lot, that's, a lot, that's a lot of dead people. And this is just... you know, like, And can you imagine being some of the tens or dozens later you're being your live person being thrown on top of skeletons people. yeah or rotting flesh. Like yeah people close that's to and it's and it. it's pitch black dark 
you have nothing like just imagine that yeah Yeah, no yeah um it's really scary now this is the last little thing okay so let's get to the burning there was Okay, so in the early hours of Sunday morning, July 30th, 1922, this is 1920, this is the early 20s, so in like Ireland's, this is either in the midst or during or right after, sometime during their civil war. So this is a very turbulent time in Ireland. Um, A party of 11 raiders set fire to Lep Castle, totally destroying the north and larger wing and its valuable contents, giving evidence in the claims uh, court Richard Dawkins said that on July 30th, 1922, he was living in the castle as caretaker with his wife and baby. They were the only persons in the castle that night. Richard Dawkins stated uh, that at 2.20 a.m., there was a knock on the door. He opened the window, put his head out, and saw men outside who stated that they wanted a night's lodging. They, uh, they ordered him to open the door. He went down and opened the door and was subsequently held at gunpoint. The raiders then stated that they were going to burn the castle. Dawkins asked for time to get his wife and child out and was given 20 minutes to do so. The raiders then went into the castle and poured petrol all over... Petrol, you could tell I copy and pasted this, uh, (laughs) over the rooms and set them on fire. They kept the family outside from 2.30 a.m. to 5 a.m., Each of the men had a tin of petrol, and all were armed. Some had trench coats, and others had uh, bandoliers over their civilian clothes. Uh, The men broke furniture before setting the castle on fire. My god. Uh, After the fire, building was intact. Richard Dawkins... Okay, so Richard Dawkins, basically, he after after they went away and this initial burning happened, because there was more than one, after this initial one happened, he went in and salvaged what he could. Yeah. Um, and the and caretaker. then... The caretaker? Yes. Got it. And then, on Monday morning, on July 31st, Richard Dawkins and his family, uh, who, had con- who had gone to live in the gate lodge, heard a knock at the door at 4.20 a.m. Men outside asked him for a paraffin of oil. He stated that he had none. Uh, the men then left and went down to the castle. Uh, when he went down to the castle, he found that the southern part of Lep, which had not been burned in the other fire, was now on fire. Son of a bitch! Yeah. Richard Dawkins could not get into the castle to save the valuable furniture and pictures that had survived that he saved. Uh, all that he managed to save were chairs and a sofa, which he stored somewhere. Uh, his wife was the only one who gave him any assistance. Nobody else. People, Because no people were standing... Well, this, sure. this could you know it caught people's attentions yeah. outside of the raiders so and nobody helped and also i think at this time you know because of the civil war and the general culture and it's atmosphere like, oh, and the pressures it's yeah. like we're burning this castle because it also symbolizes us taking down this old establishment got it that's what you know these I, yeah. people living in centuries old castles and still living all you know fuck you you know I, I mean, i'm guessing there was a lot of that behind Ugh. it too um but it's like you oh god the history oh. that's gone it's so tragic I just didn't care. Uh, this makes me mad more than... Like, right? <laughs> me too. Uh, okay, so that's enough about that. The Oublien... Oh, the priest house. Now, the priest house is basically uh, a structure that is connected to one of the wings of the present-day castle. Got it. And it's, you know, it's a good size. And it was basically, I'm assuming, where the priest lived. As like a house. Uh, and since the burning of Lep Castle in 1922, the priest's house is still an empty shell, so most of the accounts relate to the times of the Darbys. Got it. You know, because uh, that's when it was still yeah. inhabitable. Um, 
And at present, shadowy forms are most seen wandering through the empty building. Mildred Darby, we've already discussed that, describes the following apparitions. There is something heavy that lies on people's beds and snores, and they feel the weight of a great body pressing against them in a room in the priest's house. A burly man in rough clothes like a peasant, he always pushes a heavy barrel up the back stairs of the wing near, uh, near the servants' bedrooms, and when he just reaches the top, the barrel rolls down and disappears. A monk with a tonsure and cowl walks in at one window and out another in the priest's house. God, imagine being a ghost and just carrying now, out barrels. Now, this is every all the stories I've told you up to this point. I'm going to give you a brief list, just the names of other occasions that cause, like, ghosts. Wait, are you going to go into the elemental? I am. That's okay. the mystery. But just to give you a free flip, there's also the murder hole room. Oh, good. The red lady, Emily and Charlotte, which were two little girls that died tragically in the castle. The murdered woman, the governess and the old man, and the mystery of the elemental, which is what I'm getting to. But the, all the, the, those are all horror stories that take place in the castle oh afterwards. God. And the, outside of all the history I just gave yeah. That's how much fucking bullshit yeah. has gone down in this place. Now, the mystery of the elemental. Uh, the elemental is one of the most interesting spirits that resides at Lip Castle. It is an entity that is shrouded in mystery and intrigue. The first encounter, origin, and exact nature of the elemental are unknown but there are many theories and that have circulated over the years. As mentioned, uh, the time of its appearance is not certain, but there have been vague mentions of troublesome spirits at Lip Castle since the very early times, like even before the, like the, the main tower house that we see today was yeah. in there. Um, another theory is that the elemental was placed there by an invading force to burn the castle from the inside. The person responsible is thought to be Gerald Fitzgerald, Earl of Kildare. He was renowned. He was a renowned magic practitioner, magic spelled M-A-G-I-C-K, uh, and had attempted to take over the castle on several occasions. Uh, local myths say that the elemental is the spirit of an ancient O'Carroll who died in the castle from leprosy. Uh, this is said to be the reasoning for the decomposing facial features and appalling stench that accompanies the presence of the spirit. Mildred Darby. Uh, was said to have dabbled with the occult. Her activities focused on seances and automatic writing. Some think that it was her dabbling in either awo uh, that awoke and summoned the elemental. It was around this time that the horrific discovery in the oubliette, the three cartloads of bones, approximately you know 150 or so or more bodies, uh, was Released the, the cause of the huge of the elemental. Never, like I said before, yeah. Uh, whatever this entity is, it only seems to make its presence known when people begin to provoke it, though. Uh, the current owners, the Ryans, have lived at Lip Castle since 1991 and have never felt its sinister presence. Mildred Darby, though, uh, was unknowingly provoking the elemental by her occult dabbling, probably. Yeah, I get pissed it off a bit. Yeah, and other individuals on the brunt of the elemental's fury have also been looking for it and have attempted to study the entity. So, like, what is some of, the, like, the... Like, like... The behaviors, I guess. Does he like? Okay. Well, okay. Because I, what I'm what I'm going to read as far as its behaviors, because it's eerie. There's literally like a list of testimonies that I'm about to read. Oh from my god! Different Hell yes. And but what's weird about these testimonies is that that it all happens in different places, or it's a different circumstance, or time of day. Everything's different. But one thing that stays after reading through all these testimonies that I've collected from different sources, by the way. 
um, the, the description of the appearance of this elemental is almost identical in every single account. Oh, God. So it's like... I don't like that. Uh, okay, <laughs> so... Okay, so there's something to there's it, something, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Um, and... Mildred Darby, of course, gave the most, you know, being a writer, that was sure. the most descriptive and poetic with it, of course. But uh, one is, uh, here is one, this person just uh, coined themselves Kilman Castle, the House of Horror. Suddenly, two hands were laid on my shoulders. I turned round sharply and saw, as clearly as I see you now, a gray thing, standing a couple of feet from me, with its bent arms raised as if it were cursing me. I cannot describe in words how utterly awful the thing I was the thing it was. Its very undefinableness rendering the horrible shadow more gruesome, human in shape. A little shorter than I am, I could just make out the shape of big black holes like great eyes and sharp features. But the whole figurehead face, hands and all was gray, unclean, bluish gray, something of the color and appearance of common cotton wool but oh, so sinister, repulsive, and devilish. Oh my god. Um, and that's one. Okay. It just Okay, here's it. another one. And this is someone who is in staying in the castle with a friend. And this person apparently is like facing away, like they're facing each other. Got it. And so this person looks up behind them. Like the show, okay. So can you imagine like like, like if I'm facing you now and, and if I looked behind you and up like and oh, got a yeah. Uh, yeah and uh, I got a horrified uh, look no, oh no, no, you're just look, now you're looking behind you okay like so <laughs> here's that testimony I saw your eyes fixed upon something above our heads and the next minute my own eyes were filled by the sight of a thing in the gallery looking down at us that as in levitating like yeah. in the ceiling. Uh, there was plenty of light from the lamps in the hall, and the one above on the wall at the corner of the gallery for every one of us to see quite plainly the gray-colored figure about the height of a small grown-up person looking down at us. I, I wish I thought I could ever uh, forget the sight of that gray figure with the dark spot-like holes in its head instead of eyes. See? Same exact description. Uh, standing with gray arms folded on the gallery railing looking down at us then just as he put a foot on the gallery the thing he saw there uh, that we were watching suddenly faded out of sight the thing did not move only became less and less visible until it vanished oh what a cool party trick yeah god mm, let me find That's, the other one that is eerie I just can't <laughs> Can you imagine? Fuck. Yeah. And then... Ooh, 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 ooh. And these are all ones from, like, the Darby's Times or the early 1900s. Here's one from June 18th, 2002. Good. I traveled to Lep Castle in order to make a show for a local TV network, and this was my first time in the notorious castle I had heard so much about. So, the show went well, uh, but I wanted to try the UV on the camcorder while still shooting. I had sent something down the old access to the battlements earlier and never went down. I climbed the stairs with the camcorder in front. The light from the UV allowed me to see about six feet ahead and no more, so I climbed slowly. I opened the gothic-style door and made my way slowly down the narrow passage. About... Ten feet, I thought I saw something move, and I lifted my head. I could feel something was wrong, but I had no idea what. 
This time, with the camera dropped, I thought I saw a glow come from around the corner, and then it went back in. I stood and studied this for a while and thought it may be a side effect of the UV, which can be common. A few steps more, and my body was weakening fast. It was a strange sensation. Suddenly, this mass of white-like mist raced around the corner like a bull. Even the rubbish on the floor scattered as it approached at speed. The passage was tight, and I turned to my left to try and get out, but it was too late. I felt the pain as if something had just pierced under my right rib cage and went all the way through to the back. This startled me a little, and we proceeded to arrange shooting in the cellars. The audio refused to tape again in the cellars, and I felt really odd. I was sweating heavily and was becoming very weak and drowned in dreaded. Uh, right after the incident in the tunnel, it felt uh, as if a hole in my chest had been punctured on a spiritual level and my life was seeping in, in the stones. In order to describe it and let the reader understand, they would have had, had to experience a large blood loss sometime in their lives. As they felt the blood drain, this, weaken, uh, this weakness would become prominent. Uh, other words they were experiencing onset of death was dying. I was dying. Oh, and, oh. Basically, the like the effects of what the yeah. elemental, like this elemental, targeted them, and it caused those effects. And also, it's like maybe like a reenactment of how, what people were experiencing when they were like yeah. thrown down there, yeah, or whatever. Uh, do, 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 do. This is some spooky shit. You're kidding. Let's go to Ireland, <laughs> right? I want to see it. I want to see this place. Oh, and here is one from June eighteenth. Oh, June eighteenth again. But this is four years later in 2006. What is it with June 18th? Oh my god, right? Uh, I looked into the darkness of a corridor that extended the spiral stairway. I became aware of the smell of sulfur. Good. Uh, it was as if boxes and boxes of matches and suddenly been all lit at once. I looked at my friend who had taken me to visit Lep Castle. He could also smell the sulfur. I stared into the darkness of the corridor and had the impression that a beast like a bear or lion was staring back at me. The tension was rising like a ticking time bomb. My friend then closed the door and said to let go to let sleeping dogs lie. Meaning sometimes you just have to leave things alone. I like that friend. Right? <laughs> he, he closed the he door was, and like not doing it. <laughs> he was a friend of Sean Ryan, the current owner, the the, the musician. musician, yeah. I certainly did not want to disrespect either of them by stirring up the elemental. The elemental uh, has the potential to cause great harm to anyone receiving the brunt of an attack. Yeah, I like that per oh my god. Yeah. So and it's that is the though. mystery of Lep Castle, this elemental. That is because we don't, we don't apparently it is the strongest uh, like paranormal it. force in the castle but it is also the oldest and we have no idea what where it comes from is. like apparently other uh things you see in the castle oh that's the priest that's yeah. those are the two girls those like it's but this not elemental. certain but more obvious whereas this elemental we have no fucking clue yeah how did it get the there what's its inspiration you know there's not a story attached to it, it just, like there's a story attached to the o'carrolls or the o'bannons or all the other murdered or killed people there God, it just seems like death itself it's the only thing that doesn't in its long history that doesn't have like an iron like a possible the only thing that pretty much released is the finding of the bodies these mass graves yeah oh my god dude i don't know I, it's I, creepy, right? I want to sleep with the lights on, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to Lep Castle. I do, too. During the day. Right? On October, I mean, June 18th. That's the day where we see uh, clear, Obviously, right? June That's 18th. A pattern, I guess. Yeah, six days after my birthday. 
maybe you're related to it somehow. I'm just I mean, I am Irish, so. <laughs> Connections. <laughs> now we have to go. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not. I'm not Irish. I'm Irish American. There's the that's roots. not even the Let's same thing. The See, oh, and by the way, if we ever do go to Ireland, I am not going to do that because the Irish don't ever appreciate that. With like, if you're Irish American and then you go to you Ireland like and you go like, oh hey, I'm Irish. I'm 14. The Irish will be like. No, no. no. Well, I feel like you, you have no. You have an American education. You have American money. I feel don't like even fucking talk culture, to me. Though, every kind of like new country. If you go to like South America, if I went to South America, was like or like oh, Italy, or, or, or like Italy, like, Italy, like a, no, you know. <laughs> Let's go to the old country. <laughs> <laughs> but damn. Yeah, it's intense. <laughs> uh, okay, that is a. Yeah, I don't even know what to do with that. There's, there's an elemental. Like, first of all, something called an elemental that just sounds sinister. Like, what? <laughs> well, an elemental. Like, I want it. Like, I want it to be more scientific. Like, right? I want no, it. Like, is it a ghost like, or is it boron? <laughs> <laughs> like, it needs a scarier name. I don't know, man. That's just uh, that's ominous enough for me. That's what got me going. You're like, we'll get to the elemental. I'm like, what? And then you're like, you like, you grazed over it. And I was just like. So about that elemental, <laughs> it's out there. Right? Well, I had to give the history. <laughs> no, 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 you're totally good. I like how you built. I guess it up I'm. I guess I'm history and mystery this week a little right? bit. But I mean, I just wanted. To, but the the history is just so violent and scary. Yeah, too, you have to cover. Well, you have, especially yeah. with hauntings. You have to cover the history in order to make the hauntings <laughs> really hit you. you yeah, know? exactly. Like you can understand why they're there. Exactly, and you can get the gravity of it all. It's not like oh, this is a very haunted house. What happened here? Oh, nothing. It's just haunted. Just haunted. <laughs> Let me tell you the spooky stories. There's like, what? <laughs> no, I think the history is definitely important. But damn. Yeah, it was intense. Nikola Tesla and Lep Castle. Yeah, that's the episode. Awesome. Well, uh, we well we got plans for the evening, or I do. What are you doing? So, um, meeting someone. Oh, meeting someone. Don't worry about it. Oh, I I'm not. Good. All right. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you for listening Sluts. to another episode of Historical Mysterious. Tell all your friends about us. Tell spread the news. Spread the news. Tell them that you listen to podcasts and that you listen to us and that we're awesome. And tell them to listen and to love us and just make them do it. Spread the world. Yeah, force them. Spread the world. Spread. Spread, spread the- us across the world, please. Exactly. Yes, that's the message <laughs> for the day. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.